This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. Hi, my name is Dr. Lou Diaz, pastor of Butte Bible Fellowship located at 2255 Pillsbury Road in Chico. And I'm providing inspirational teaching for you from God's Word each week. Listen to my weekly radio program, Encouraging Words with Dr. Lou Diaz, at 10 a.m. on Saturday or 10 a.m. on Sunday. If you would like to hear my current message series, you may call Butte Bible Fellowship at 530-892-0521. Please turn in your Bibles to Psalm 91. Psalm 91. This follows the oldest psalm in the Bible, which is Psalm 90, uh, written by Moses. And in Psalm 90, we have the verse, Teach us to number our days, that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. Today is my 64th birthday, and I am applying my heart unto wisdom uh, by numbering my days. And so I'm very thankful to the Lord, and we come to a psalm that has very special meaning to Shirley and to me. Uh, a famous artist uh, named Timothy Botts uh, did a work of art in calligraphy, writing out the words to Psalm 91. And he surrounded that work of art with feathers. And that work of art is uh, above our bed in our master bedroom every day. Morning and night, I see Psalm 91 in front of me with the circle of feathers. And why is that circle of feathers uh, there? Because in this verse, uh, it says, Under his wings you will find refuge. Let's read about this and then study Psalm 91. Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord... He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely he will save you from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. You will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness nor the plague that destroys at midday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. If you say, the Lord is my refuge, and you make the most high your dwelling, no harm will overtake you. No disaster will come near your tent, for he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against the stone. You will tread on the lion and the cobra. You will trample the great lion and the serpent. Because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him. I will protect him, for he acknowledges my name. He will call on me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. Speak to our hearts as we look into it deeply. And thank you for the privilege we have of gathering together, worshiping your name, and being assured 
that you are in charge. You are protecting us, and we rely and depend upon you. In Jesus' name, amen. Psalms, a, we're praying for a new perspective, and we're looking at Psalm 91. It follows Psalm 90, as I mentioned, which is where Moses says, we finish our years with a moan. Some may live 70 or by strength 80 years of age. Many of you have extra strength because you're past even that. And yet, life is short and we all will uh, eventually die. And so we're to apply our hearts unto God's wisdom. Following Psalm 90, the oldest psalm in the Bible, we now come to Psalm 91. The author of this psalm, we're not sure who that is. But we know one thing for sure. This is a psalm about security. That is, having our security in the Lord. We see the benefits of trusting in God and that God and his angels are guarding us and that the Lord himself promises protection. So how can we experience God's protection? Psalm 91 will tell us how. To experience God's protection, we need to be about these five things. Number one, we need to trust in God's power. Really trust in it, that he's there, that he's all-powerful. Number two, we need to relish God's faithfulness. That is, not only believe in it, but celebrate it and live in light that God is faithful all the time. Number three, we need to fear no evil. Number four, we need to walk in victory. Number five, we need to pray in faith. Believe you or me that if we will practice these things, we will experience God's protection and be aware of it in increasing measure. Let's look at this. First of all, trust in God's power. Psalm 91, verses 1 and 2. It says, Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. The Hebrew for Almighty is Shaddai. El Shaddai is God, the Almighty One. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in whom I trust. Now here's what's so interesting about this set of verses in Psalm 91, verses 1 and 2. The first thing that you should notice is that there are four names of God in just these two verses. Can you pick them out? First of all, we have Most High. Secondly, we have the Almighty. Third, we have the Lord. And fourth, we have my God. Did you notice that? Four names for God in just two verses are directing us to focus our attention on the Lord as the source and the supplier for the protection we need. Our security is in God and in God alone. In God we trust. And when we truly trust Him with all of our heart, then we know that He is protecting us. When we say He is our refuge, our fortress, our God in whom we trust, we sigh in relief that God's got our life under control, even when it's out of control. That God is surrounding us with his protective love. But the point of this set of verses is about his power. 
Now watch this. It says, whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High. Now that title, Most High, means that He is the highest. No one is more powerful, more important, more in authority and in charge than God is. Nebuchadnezzar said, look at the kingdom I built. And he was reduced to being like an animal eating grass until he acknowledged that God is the most high over the affairs of men. Until you realize that he is the most high and that you are in his hands and no one can go above him, no one can surpass him, no one can override him, he's the most high. And we are to dwell in his shelter. Don't just pop in and say, hi God, just checking in, but I'm going to live my own life. We need to dwell in. That's like John chapter 15, abiding or remaining in Christ, constantly having an awareness of him, walking every day with him, talking with him, and and, uh, trusting him. Trust the Lord with all your heart, acknowledge him in all your ways, and he will make straight your path. And you know, when you dwell in the shelter of the Most High, you can't help but rest in the shadow of the Almighty. You rest because you know God is all-powerful. This is one of his attributes. It's called omnipotence. He's all-wise. He's everywhere present. He is all-powerful, and he is love. God is all-powerful, and you are in his protection. Now, there was a Christian who was running away from persecutors, and his name was Nolan. And they had a a steady chase after him. And he was running for his life when he was purely exhausted and could not go any further, farther. And he saw uh, like a little overhang cave. And he got down and he crawled into that cave. And the persecutors were, were coming up after him. But in that time, a spider had made a spider web in the front of that cave. So when they came and they looked in that direction, they said, well, certainly he didn't go in there because there's a spider web there. And they went on. And Nolan thought about that and he said, you know what? When God is your security, a spider web is like an impenetrable wall. But when God is not whom you're trusting in, then an impenetrable wall is but like a spider web. That's when he learned about the protective care of Almighty God. Are you trusting Him? Are you putting your faith and confidence that the Lord loves you, He's watching over you, He'll never sleep or slumber or take a break from watching over you, that He's working all things for good in your life, and that He is all-powerful to accomplish his purposes regarding you? Are you trusting the Lord? Are you trusting in God's power? If you are, you are experiencing the fact that you're under his protection. Secondly, relish God's faithfulness. Psalm 91, verses 3 and 4. Surely he will save you from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield 
and rampart. Now, I want you to look at this because you see those two phrases? Surely He will save you and He will cover you. God is faithful. And His faithfulness is the basis upon which we can know we're protected. Because He will never let us down. He will save us. He will cover us. And therefore, His faithfulness is better than a shield. It's better than a rampart or a fortress. Now, what is a follower? Some of you know what a follower is. A follower, follower is a person who traps birds. And so the reference here is no matter what plot evil people may have against you, intended to endanger your life, God will protect you. Now, I mentioned last week that God is spirit. We use an anthropomorphism to describe him as having a right arm. His mighty right arm will save us. Well, here he's described as a mother hen. He will cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you will find refuge. That's a metaphor to give us an idea that just like a mother hen would put its wings around a little chick and bring it in close so it could hear the the beating heart of its mom and, and feel warm and safe and secure. God's like that toward you. He gives you a loving, protective hug and says, you're next to my heart and I'm watching over you. I am caring for you. You are safe with me. That's the message we are to have. And the response to that is to relish God's faithfulness. If you want to experience God's protection, you have to celebrate that you serve and know a faithful God. He's been there for you in the past. He's here for you now. And he'll be with you in the future. How many of you keep a journal and you write down some of the amazing things God's done for you? And even if you don't keep a journal, how many of you can remember close calls where you were almost killed and God intervened? God is faithful. God is working on your behalf. Relish his faithfulness. And when you do that, the intellectual fact that God is your protector moves down to your heart. He really is protecting me. He really is for me and working on my behalf. It mentions here deadly pestilence. That's also mentioned in verse 6. And pestilence means any disease, plague, or epidemic or pandemic. Now, does this mean if you say the Lord is your refuge, your fortress, your God in whom you trust, that you won't get COVID? No, that's not what this means. It means that God is your ultimate protector. And the first and most important thing you need protection from is your soul. Is your soul saved? Is your soul right with God? That's the most important thing. Your body, yes, God will work on your behalf and God will bring you through, but there are some good Christians who have died. And it's not that God didn't protect them. God had a will and a, and a purpose for what occurred and is accomplishing something greater than we ever can realize. And that brings us to the next point, 
we're to fear no evil. Psalm 91, verses 5 to 8. You will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midnight. Now let's just stop for a second and think if we truly believed that God is our protector and we're surrounded by his protection and that we're hanging on to him for dear life and trusting him to work all things for good and to bring us through, to deliver us from things or to deliver us through things, will we live in fear? The answer is no. How many of us, because of the media, because of uh, things other people have said, are fearful to, to go anywhere or do anything because we have forgotten God is the source and supplier of our protection. So if God promises such perfect protection, we are to trust in him. Now notice the, the expression, the terror of the night. How many of you, when you were kids, needed a nightlight? Let's be honest. You knew that something was crawling around underneath your bed and it was going to come and get you the moment the light went off. And you had to have a comforting light because of the terror of the night. And we all have something that causes us great fear. It grips our heart and we start getting anxious and we start uh, feeling insecure. Our focus needs to be on the Lord who is our light, not on the darkness. And this continues in Psalm 91. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. The psalmist is inspired by the Holy Spirit to speak about God's eternal protection of our soul. They can't touch your soul. They can destroy your body, but they can't destroy your soul. Persecutors can um, harass you, they can torture you, they can even kill you, but they can't affect your soul. It won't come near you. But one day, God will punish the wicked, and we shall see that with our very own eyes. In other words, the battle is the Lord's, and all we have to do is take our post, and we will see it with our own eyes, the victory of our God. So all evil will be dealt with by the Lord in his perfect timing. Are you hearing a theme in the Psalms? Because it does point in that direction. The next point is we're to walk in victory. Psalm 91, verses 9 to 13. Walk in victory. If you say the Lord is my refuge and you make the most high your dwelling, no harm will overtake you. No disaster will come near your tent. Now, this is important. Is God's protection available to everyone? God wants you to make him your refuge. Are you trusting in the Lord for your protection? Because in walking in victory, it says in Psalm 91, verses 9 to 13, for he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways, and they will lift, up, lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against the stone. You will tread on the lion and the cobra. You will trample the great lion and the serpent. Now, this is a true story about my daughter, Laura, who was a missionary at the time in Panama. She went to the mall. She had just come out with her friend. They were about to get in their car when the person parked next to her just pulled out 
without looking who was next to her vehicle. And she ran over Laura's foot. Imagine a 2,000-pound car running over a foot shod with one of these thin canvas shoes. And she had the tire mark on the shoe. She was in such shock that this person should just pull out without looking that she just got in the car with the friend and just sat there stunned. But then she wiggled her toes and she realized her foot was okay. That God had protected her and her foot was not broken by a 2,000 pound car that just run over it. And so we made a joke about this verse. God and his angels will protect you so that your foot will not even be struck by a firestone tire. <laughs> Praise be to God. Now, if you know your scriptures well, you know that Satan used this very verse to quote it to Jesus when he was tempting him. He said, why don't you throw yourself off the temple? The angels will keep your foot from striking even a stone. And then everyone will follow you and worship you. And Jesus says, Thou shalt not test the Lord thy God. Jesus fought in this spiritual warfare using the sword of the Spirit, the rima, the specific word, in fighting the devil. And the devil was defeated because we're not to use this verse and this psalm as a license for recklessness. We're not to be presumptive and not throw ourselves in harm's way on purpose. And yet, when we're serving the Lord, we shall have victory. You will tread on the lion, and the cobra is a reference to spiritual warfare. By walking with the Lord, trusting in the Lord, and standing on his word, you will stomp under your feet the serpent that is the devil. He thought he was going to have the victory by biting Jesus' heel and having Jesus crucified. But the Son of Man, the seed of Eve, stomped on his head. And we are crushing his head under our feet. We have spiritual victory in the Lord. Finally, we're to pray with faith. Psalm 91, 14-16. Because he loves me, this is the Lord speaking directly to you and me. Because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him. I will protect him, for he acknowledges my name. He will call on me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him with long life. I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. The Lord is speaking to you and me. He's saying, call on me, pray with faith, and know that I am near you. James chapter 4 says, Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Now, when you feel God's a, a far away, guess who moved? It wasn't God. God is always a prayer away. But when we feel God's far away, we're the ones who have moved. Call on the Lord. He will answer you. He will be with you in trouble. And the Lord wants us to love him. Now, the word love means to cling to him. It's to deeply long for him. The Bible says in Romans 8, 28, for we know that he works all things for good for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. You love him, you're called according to his purpose, and God's working all things for good. Now, 
It may not be good the way you define good, but it's good the way God defines your ultimate good, and that's found in Romans 8.29, that you and I be conformed to the image of His Son, Jesus Christ. That's what matters. That's what counts. So here you have Psalm 91, and I hope you've been blessed as I have, that the way we're to experience God's protection is to, as a daily exercise, develop the muscles of trust. The muscles of trust say, no matter what I'm going through, I will hang on to you for dear life. I will trust you. I will uh, have faith in you. I will not doubt you. I believe you're all-powerful. I believe you're able to do immeasurably far more above and beyond whatever I could ask or imagine. That's how great you are. And the relish God's faithfulness. Lord, I celebrate your faithfulness. You save me. You cover me with your feathers, and I shelter under your wings. Thank you for always being there for me. And I'm not going to walk in fear. I'm not going to fear any evil. I'm going to walk in victory, and I'm going to pray in faith when I'm in trouble, and know you're right here with me. You're a present help in time of trouble. If you follow what this psalm says, you will not only know God is your protector and is protecting you, you will experience that God is right there with you, that he is your protector, and he is protecting you. Let's bow in prayer. Heavenly Father, we are amazed at how powerful and how relevant this psalm is to us today in the days we live in. You are our shelter in a time of storm. You are our refuge. You are our shield, our buckler, our rampart, our fortress. You are the one who lovingly draws us under your wings so we can hear your heart. And so we thank you for your loving protection. May we grow in knowing it and understanding it. And for those of us who have not yet received Jesus Christ, Jesus, we need you. We can't get through life without knowing our soul is saved and that nothing can affect it. So Lord, we trust in you as Savior and Lord. We believe you died on the cross for our sins to be forgiven. We believe you rose from the dead to give us the gift of eternal life, and we place our faith in you as our Savior and Lord. Save our souls, and thank you for being with us and protecting us all throughout life. Heavenly Father, thank you for this reassurance that you are with us, that you love us, and that you're working all things according to your will, and you're making all things beautiful in your time. We worship you and praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Do you need encouragement? I want to share my spiritual gift of encouragement with you. If you would like to hear my current message series, you may call Butte Bible Fellowship at 530-892-0521. Call Butte Bible Fellowship at 530-892-0521 to find out how you can connect with our weekly worship services and faith-building messages from God's Word.